Welcome to the You Need More Money podcast. I'm your host, Matt Monero, where I come to you each and every week today from my office in Dallas, Texas. Why in my office? Because Billy suggested that we record in my office. Why? Because our new director of marketing is in our studio as his office. Why? Because we got no room here at Commercial Fleet. We're growing so damn fast. We literally are running out of space. In fact, at three o'clock today, we're taking out our conference table and putting in cubes so we can fit more people. We're not even having a conference table anymore because we need more room for people. So we're recording from my office. If you're in, if you're watching us on YouTube, you'll get a chance to see this beautiful painting I have behind me that uh, we got uh, from a speech I did uh, on the torch. And we had a speed painter who um, introduced me and he painted this beautiful painting. And then my office was kind enough to have it framed and it's behind me. And I love it. Reminds me of the torch that we went through 2015, 2016. But let's get into today's podcast because your platform matters. Call it what you want. You call it industry, you call it career, you call it job, whatever you want to call it. But I call it your platform. How do you make your money? And most of you are in the wrong platform. Your financial dreams will not come to fruition doing what you're doing, how you're doing it, for who you're doing it for. You're in the wrong platform. Now, I believe if you can get to the top 1% of any platform, any industry, you're going to be okay. The top 1% of everything gets paid the money that they deserve. It's just the way it works out. I've talked about it before. If you want to be at the top 1% of golf caddies in the world, you're going to get paid. If you want to be in the top 1% of garbage men in the world, you're going to get paid. But the problem is most of us won't pay the price to be in the top 1%. So why make it so difficult on ourselves? Why not pick a different platform that you don't have to be in the top 1% to get paid? How about you pick a platform where if you get in the top 20%, you can make more than enough money to spend? That's the challenge. Most of us won't pay the price to get into the top 1%. So let's make it a little bit easier on ourselves. Now, I want to be crystal clear on today's podcast. I am specifically talking about your platform to make money. I'm not talking about your platform for happiness or contribution to society. Hell, I think teachers have the, are in the most incredible platform out there. We get to teach our youth. We get to feed into the minds of our young people, of our future citizens. But any teacher would tell you it's not the best platform to make money. And on today's podcast, I'm only talking about platforms that make you money. I'm not talking about platforms that give you this incredible contribution to society. I want to be crystal clear about that. There is a major distinction based on your core values and the lifestyle by design that you want to live that dictates your platform. And on this show, we talk about how do we make more money? That's the biggest point. Now, let's talk about how you would evaluate your platform. How do you know what the right platform is or whether you're in the right platform? And so I've got six bullet points, six um, litmus tests, if you will. The first question you need to ask yourself is who, maybe proper English is whom, within this platform is making the kind of money that you want to make? 
is there anybody? Do, do they even exist? Or are they just some unicorn that the hiring manager told you you could be? My point is somebody in that platform has to be making the money that you want to make. Why? Because you got to tuck in right underneath them. You got to follow their routines and their calendar and their skill set and their actions so you can figure out what is the number one guy or gal doing so you can follow their lead. But if there isn't a number one guy or gal who makes the money you want to make, hell, it's the wrong damn platform. So don't get sold that bill of goods that so many hiring managers or, or you know, bosses will feed you. You need proof. And that proof better not be a unicorn. It needs to be a real person that you can meet with and talk to and learn from. Number two, do your skills line up with the top dog? Do you have the skills to be a jet fighter pilot? Or are you willing to study hard enough to be a, a top 1% in plastic surgeons? Do, do you have to be outgoing and gregarious, but you're an introvert? May not line up with your skill set, man. Number three, what do you got to trade to be in the top? Are the top dogs alcoholics? And are they divorced three times because they, they can't be home because they got to travel all the time? Do they have lousy relationships with their kids because they're never at home? Are you willing to make that trade to be the top dog in that platform? You need to get really crystal clear on what are you willing to trade to be in the top 1% of said platform. Number four, you got to learn the simple economics of the business. I mean, ask yourself as the customer, is it easy or is it difficult to understand how this business makes its money? Because trust me on this, the more complicated the business, the more difficult it is to learn it and sell it to the marketplace. So you just have to ask yourself as a user of the product or the service in the platform that you're in or thinking about going in, does the market easily understand what it is that you do? Or have they created some gobbledygook about CEO optimization software that searches for different cities across the country that then plugs in your six keywords and they'll connect it to 40,000 cities across America and you'll show up on page six of Google. Dude, if you're showing up on page six of Google because you're selling a piece of software, ain't nobody going to buy it. Whatever you're selling, you better show up on page one of Google. So ask yourself, how difficult are the simple economics of this platform? The simpler, the better. I really love how Warren Buffett talks about it when, when he talks about his investment holding in Coca-Cola, right? He says that in a good economy or a bad economy, over 2 billion servings of Coca-Cola will be served every day. That sounds like a pretty simple business model. Water, sugar syrup, a little bit of food coloring, put it in a bottle, deliver it to convenience stores all over the world, and people will buy it. He likes that business. It's simple. I like it too. Number five, is the pond big enough? Are there enough crumbs left over for you to make a name for yourself? It's exactly what happened at Commercial Fleet. We went into a massive industry dominated by large publicly traded banks who left 
crumbs all over the place. Those crumbs equal billions of dollars in equipment financing that the big banks stopped caring about. So I said to myself, geez, if we could pick up 100 million of those crumbs, that'd be a pretty good business, wouldn't it? Just took me too long to get there, but we got there. It worked. We fished in a big, fat, juicy pond dominated by large behemoth publicly traded banks who left crumbs all over the place for us to pick up. And number six, does this platform solve a real problem? Now, this is where you got to take a real gut check here. Does the business model solve a real problem? A problem like energy or infrastructure or a cultural problem or a trade problem or a technology problem? Or is it, um, you know, we're going to make T-shirts, well, listen, T-shirts doesn't really solve a big problem necessarily, unless you want to find some laser niche that focuses on religious Bible study camps in the summertime that place their order, never place their order. So they need rush orders. So you get to make a $4 T-shirt and sell it for $24. I don't even know that business model. It sounds like a lousy business model to me, but, but you got to figure out does it solve a real problem? Let, let's take a look at, at my version of it. I believe you should only pick a platform that does one or, or two things, one of two things. The first is the market share available must be massive, tens, hundreds of billions of dollars. The equipment financing industry will produce a trillion dollars of new originations this year alone. That's interesting to me. There's a lot of crumbs. The second thing is, what is the massive problem that the platform solves? And I'm going to use a perfect example in Salesforce.com. Now, when I started Commercial Fleet, we needed a CRM to track our customer relationship management, right? And at that time, the player were, were, were really two. There was Goldmine and there was Act. And you literally went to like Office Depot and you bought the software box that's on the shelf and you brought it back to your office, and you installed it on one computer. You took the, the hard disk, the 3 by 5 hard disk, and you put it into your desktop, and you installed the program on that one computer. And if you wanted a second one in the early days, you went back to Office Depot, and you bought the box, and you brought the hard drive back, hard, hard disk back, and you installed it into the second computer in your office. They didn't talk to each other, and they weren't on the clouds. And what did Mark Benioff do? He said, you know, there's a big problem in this CRM business. The problem is they're not on the clouds. The problem is people can't download to multiple users. There's really no great enterprise software. So what did Benioff do? He starts Salesforce.com in the clouds and he solves a massive, massive problem. Salesforce.com in the early days wasn't even that great of a product. It sure as hell wasn't a great product for a salesperson because I used it in one of our businesses. It was great. It was a great product for a manager where the manager could monitor the results of the salesperson. But truly, from a salesperson standpoint, it was very clunky. Act was much better, much user friendly. But Benioff solved the problem by putting CRMs for small businesses in the clouds. And along the way, Benioff made $6 billion. His net worth is $6 billion. Solved a big problem. So that is the key component to picking the right platform. Number one, 
is the market share massive? And number two, which could be a second one, it doesn't have to be the same. If it's both, that's awesome. Does it solve a big enough problem? Now, here are a couple of my suggestions on great platforms that are now and in the future. I believe banking is an unbelievable platform now and in the future. It's going to go through radical changes. I love taking a printed check and walking, bringing it down to my bank and depositing it in the bank. I literally have to park. I have to get out of the car. I have to make sure I have the check with me. I have to go to the counter. I have to sign it. I have to turn it in. I get a receipt and the money's in my account. But those days are over, man. Dude, I'm a dinosaur in that regard. Nobody wants to do that crap anymore. So banking is going to go through massive, massive restructuring and changes in the future because my kids don't have any concept of what it's like to take a check. They don't even know how to write a check, for goodness sake. Who the hell writes checks that much anymore? I mean, shit, in my office, we literally cut 25 checks a week tops now. Checks wires, deposits, transfers, the entire banking experience is going to change. I believe financing is an incredible platform to be in because of the pure, simple economics of it. It doesn't matter what product you sell. If it's big enough, people will require financing for it because they just don't have the liquid cash to stroke checks for the purchase. They need financing. So whether it's for medical equipment or if it's for real estate or if it's for trucks or trailers, financing will always play an important part because the pure economics underneath it will never change. People won't be able to pay cash for the purchase. Therefore, they need financing. I think government spending, any industry in which the government needs to spend money on it, is a very, very important platform. The government will always be here. It will always have tons of cash, and it will always have lots of stuff that they need to do. They will also waste a lot of money. I know guys in Washington, D.C. or outside of Washington, D.C. in McLean, Virginia, Tyson's Corner, uh, Lynchburg, Virginia, all those areas outside of D.C., these guys make tons of money as consultants for the government. I also think transportation is incredible business. That's going to change radically with electric trucks and self-driving trucks. The infrastructure problem, the traffic problem, the delivery problem, the shipping problem, all of that stuff is going to continue to go under radical change, which creates unique opportunities in a massive industry. I think the same thing is going to happen in energy. I think energy is an incredible place to think about for your platform. And then my three favorites that I talk to my boys about all the time. Number one, cybersecurity. Somebody is always going to try to hack into somebody else's system. And the ability to create the firewalls and the cybersecurity is never ever going to go away. It's a phenomenal platform. I believe artificial intelligence is an incredible platform. And artificial intelligence sort of freaks some people out. But the reality, it's just a new way to exchange data, to collect data. And I think I may have used this example one other time in which um, sooner or later, you will have your refrigerator, which has a weighted element to the door. And when you put your milk in the door and the milk is no longer a full gallon, it's now down to a quarter gallon. 
It will register that your refrigerator will weigh it. It will register that you don't have um, a full gallon of milk. It will place the order with Amazon, and Amazon will deliver a brand new gallon of milk to your front door in a refrigerated container, and you will simply come home from work, pick up your gallon, and put it in your refrigerator. That is a massive indication of what artificial intelligence is in a simplistic way. It will do so much more for our world in the very near future. And the last one is virtual reality. This virtual reality thing is very early. When you look at the type of um, goggles that people wear and the interface and the GUI that exists in artificial, in virtual reality, it's nothing like what the future is going to be. In the future, you will put on a simple pair of sunglasses that you look really cool and it will take you anywhere you want to go. In fact, about two years ago, I was at a small event where Tony Robbins spoke. There was about 200 of us, which was cool. You usually don't get Tony Robbins with 200 people. And he explained that he has tested recently um, virtual reality um, goggles that are in 12K. So you can imagine the type of clarity that I'm talking about. And what he said was, you will be able to put a picture of your dog that died, your beloved dog, into the system, and you will be able to play catch with your dog long after it's been dead. The virtual reality system will allow you to pretend like you're throwing a ball. Your beloved dog, Daisy, will run after the ball. It'll pick it up. It'll bring it back to you. It'll wave its tail. It'll flop its tongue. It'll drop the ball at your feet. And you can do it for hours on end to keep that memory in existence. Just think about that for a second. It will create memories for us. It will also create new lifestyles. It will create unique experiences that maybe you can't afford to go and climb Kilimanjaro or Everest, but virtual reality will allow you to have that experience. I think it's going to change our world dramatically. So I just want to remind you on this Quick Riff podcast today that the platform that you are in is so vital to your long-term success because you're going to climb the hill. You're going to work hard. You're going to do what it takes to win. You better make sure you're winning in a platform that will spit out the tokens that warrant the effort required and the effort that you will put in. The problem is so many of us pick the wrong platform. We work our asses off in it. And three years down the road, we're like, hell, this didn't play out like I thought it was going to. It was the wrong platform. So I challenge you to think about the platform you're currently in. Can it produce the tokens that you need to live the lifestyle by your design? Or do you have to change it? I'll see you all down the road. That's our episode this week with your host, Matt Monero. Check us out every Friday at 12 p.m. Central as we discuss money, your life, and how you need more money.